0: This is Lachlan Rouston. This is Raf Friedman. And you're listening to the fittest podcast in Australia, The Mind Muscle Project.
1: Project, welcome back to today's episode. I'm very excited for this one. We will be talking today about the six lies that the fitness industry has promised you. Now, very likely, if you've been in the industry as long as we have, or you've been training for as long as we have, you're going to know that most of these aren't true.
0: If, you fall, if you've fallen for all six, you're very gullible. But if you've fallen for two or three, that's probably... That's me, and that's most people.
1: Yeah, looking at them now, I'm definitely thinking I've fallen for at least three of them. Yeah, uh, but we're here today to debunk them, and then also this is just a useful information because very likely if you're in the fitness industry, you train clients, you have clients, and you want,
0: or you just have parents.
1: <laughs> yeah, you want you want to have good ammunition, good information ready for when they come at you with these things, and you can say actually, well, no. Here is the here is the real the facts about it. So. We're going to get into them today and then we'll review them all at the end so look there are many lies in the fitness industry and we tried to pick the ones that were the biggest right the most mainstream because most people are going to know about these it could be you know there's there's stuff in there where it could be like what is more bioavailable like plant protein or animal protein that's a huge myth like veggie protein is better like we're not gonna get into that right it's just not that common so we're gonna go with the real real broad ones today yeah. so starting off at number one I think it's uh, been around for a long time. It's becoming less and less popular these days just through the culture, but still it remains that being skinny is healthy.
0: Mm. I think the confusion here is that um, for sure, being over fat, so being too fat is unhealthy. Yes, no but one
1: then, no one denies that.
0: No, oh, some people some people do deny <laughs> that for sure. Body but, positivity um, movement. But they've got it wrong, basically. Uh, and then the, I guess what's happened is on the other side of it, it's become, okay, well, if being too fat is unhealthy, um, which it is, then being skinny and skinnier must just be healthier.
1: Mm. Yeah. It's, it's good logic, mm. but it's not true. So the problem with being skinny is that obviously you have a low body fat percentage or you have a lower body fat percentage. Uh, but what it doesn't reveal is there are two types of fat in the body, right? So there's visceral fat and then there's subcutaneous mm. fat. Your visceral fat is the fat around the organs. The subcutaneous fat is the, like the, the fat you can see underneath the skin, right? So, someone who's like overweight and obese, they have a lot of subcutaneous fat. They also have a lot of visceral fat. But a lot of people that are skinny but they're high, they're really unhealthy, they might smoke, they might have a terrible diet, they might not exercise regularly, they might get poor sleep, not hydrate properly. They might genetically, they might not store a lot of subcutaneous fat but they probably have a lot of visceral fat and having a lot of visceral fat around your organs is what causes heart disease and liver issues and blood clots and strokes and all this all these negative things that you don't want but because you're skinny you're like well i don't get fat so i'm not Mm. i'm good you know so many people i see they don't because you're not really testing your body some people aren't interested in fitness or sport or anything so they don't test their body they don't find out that they're really weak or that they're really immobile or that they're not you know they can't do normal things like you know until they have to like maybe move house or something then they're like holy shit like i'm out of breath my back hurts you know and then but then it goes undercover they ignore it they go back to their desk job and they think well i'm underweight so i'm good but these people can be in in many cases just as unhealthy it's just because you can't see it
0: or more often more unhealthy yeah
1: because you know it's worse to have fat around the organs it is worse. But I, I mean, someone that's over fat anyway, probably has a lot of yeah, fat the Yeah, they got, both. The yeah. They got both. yeah. So, I mean, that's really the thing, right? Is being skinny doesn't necessarily mean you're healthy. But you can be skinny and still be healthy. I think some of the metrics that are important here to recognize are, are you strong? Mm. Are you fit? Are you mobile? Do you have some of the characteristics or how many of the characteristics do you have? Because, you know, some people are just naturally a bit leaner and skinnier, right? Doesn't mean they're not healthy. But if they're, you know, they can run f- and they can pick stuff up and they're strong and they move well and they're mobile, like they're they're a healthy person. They're just, you know, naturally just a, a slighter build and a skinny but don't doesn't mean the answer here is to be muscular.
0: Yeah. and there's also the other side, which is just that, you know, once you've got rid of most of your fat, you're maybe like 10, 12%, you're not getting healthier by getting lower and lower. No. At a certain point, you're getting less healthy. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, so that's just probably one of the biggest uh, biggest myths that we we see out there. And the, the second one is that everyone that starts an exercise program wants to also start a diet and most people start an exercise program or most people start a weight loss journey um, in or, and to, to lose weight, mm. right? Or most people start, a, I should say, a fitness and health journey to lose weight, a weight loss journey. And, and whether it's a weight gain journey as well, you know, to put on more muscle, everyone thinks, okay, exercise and diet. What is the diet I need to be on? And then so they start looking at diets for weight loss, diets for muscle gain, diets for strength, diets for fitness. But a diet, the reason why I don't like diets is because obviously there's many interpretations of it but the mainstream interpretation of diet is that it is a structured, limited by food group, eating plan that you must adhere to strictly for a set period of time. Mm. And why I don't like about a set period of time is you're going to need to eat food until the day you die, right? So in order to do that, you're probably going to need something that's a bit more flexible than a pretty rigid diet. And the problem is diets just don't. They can work in the short term, but they never. We have the research, right? They don't work in the long term. So I just don't like the term diet because in the in the person's mind, it it's it's limited by time. It goes cool. At some point, I don't have to do this mm. anymore. And if you if you've entered into something like that, because like it's like with exercise, I'm going to do this until a certain date. No, no, you're going to do this forever. You're going to do some version of exercise forever. You're going to find what you like. You're going to mm. resistance train. You're going to do cardio forever. Okay, that's just that's just how it is. You have to accept that the same way, you're going to have to eat healthy, eat good food, balance your calories, eat protein forever. So, we are led to believe there is a lie out there that you must choose a diet in order to achieve weight loss. And obviously, pick and choose your diet, right?
0: It's also just misleading because, you know, sometimes you'll be with a client and they'll be like, oh, I just want to start losing some weight. And they're like, what diet do I need to go on? And it's mm. like, you know, change all these foods and all hey, of this. and Then you're like, well, actually, all we need to do is let's just cut out one meal. Mm. You know, it's just like take away this meal that you're having right now. You'll be in a bit more of a deficit, and we'll start losing weight again. Yeah, you didn't need to go and like start researching, changing your whole life yeah. and schedule to, to be on a diet.
1: Yeah, I, most people don't believe that the foods that they're eating now can still result in weight loss. Yeah. It might not be optimal, but yeah, if you eat less of the foods you're on now and you're overweight, you can lose weight on them. Perfect. You just create you create a calorie deficit either way. So it's not. There's obviously many answers to. What is the best food to eat? Question. And you guys listening to this, you know, it involves calorie control, right, to meet the goals. You know, it involves um, protein and supplements potentially, but there isn't a set diet to lose weight. There isn't a set diet to gain muscle, right? It's it's flexible. It really should say, okay, you started this exercise program, you're on this journey. Let's talk about calories and protein. Yeah, like that's where it should start. And every diet has calories and protein. Everyone eats calories and protein. Let's just manipulate those two numbers according to what's best for you in order to get to your goal. Mm. The fact that you put that diet on there just ruins it. Anyway, so that's number two. The third one we've got is around this, protein. Too much protein is bad for your kidneys.
0: Yeah, and what's crazy is that I think for a lot of people, they will even say that how much protein you're eating, which is still not even enough for some people, is bad for your kidneys. Mm. Even just eating like a decent amount of protein, that's got to be bad. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it's a crazy one because um, you know there's some validity to it. Maybe in the early research that so probably wasn't comprehensive enough that with a massive overconsumption of protein, you would have uh, more of the. I can't remember exactly what it's called. I remember looking at the research way back when I was at university. But the uh, essentially, when you eat protein, you get you get a breakdown of all these different uh, all these different constituents from a protein molecule, and then too much of a certain amount, they believed that would be too much for your kidneys to process. Yeah. Um, that amount is so absurdly high that even in some research where they ate three to four times their body weight in grams in protein still didn't have a negative effect on their kidneys. Now, there's obviously situations where someone could have one kidney, like my mom, she's got mm-hmm. one kidney. People could have kidney dysfunction
0: f- through other, other issues, but... Uh, yeah, like a lot of people have kidney disease. Yeah. Generally unhealthy people. Yeah. But and in, for them, they might need to watch how much protein they eat.
1: Yeah. But your kidneys are extremely good at their job. Yeah. They are fantastic. They're A players. If they're healthy, they're going to process massive, massive amounts of protein and it's not going to like damage them. It's no. not going to, it's not going to wreck them. So, yeah, we've got the research, we've got the science to back it up. Even if you're eating, you know, upwards three, four hundred, five hundred grams of protein, some of these studies, like, you you do not do any harm to yeah. your kidneys. No permanent damage. If
0: you're basically healthy, if you just eat like as much protein as you want on you know most reasonable diets, as much protein as you need, yeah. you know, there's probably no reason to go so high with your protein that it actually would damage your, your kidneys. It's basically never a consideration.
1: Yeah. One of the best things you can do to look after your kidneys is to stay hydrated. Mm. Yeah, that's like one thing that you'll do more damage to your kidneys like being constantly dehydrated. So, making a note to constantly drink water throughout the day, three or four liters, that is the best thing you can do for your kidneys it's not like you're flushing your kidneys it's just important to be hydrated and the kidneys are heavily involved in the hydration process everything is but the kidneys have an important role they need water hmm. to do that so staying hydrated is much more important being dehydrated is much worse for your kidneys than any amount of protein <laughs> will ever be so that's number three this one's good number four celebrity trainers are experts yeah and this i have fallen for this one
0: huge one and it's easy to fall for it comes in twofold it comes from I guess celebrities like releasing their workouts and then it just comes from, yeah, like you get big name trainers that help such and such trainer get ready for a movie. I guess it's confusing because like often maybe celebrities do have really good doctors or they've got really good publicists. Yeah. Like they often do get the best. But when it comes to training, they typically don't get the best. And people in the industry notice as well, like the person that's a really good trainer for celebrities is generally not the person putting out the best education material for how to... you know, up your education and training. They yeah. have just typically more gone down the route of like the entertainment industry. Mm. And they're just like, you know, big in that industry. They enjoy like the travel schedule and, and the glitz and the glam of that type of industry. By no means are they just like risen up through the ranks of training to, yeah, the, point yeah. w- to the point where they're the best.
1: The, the celebrity most likely has them around because they're super driven, super motivating, super fun to be around, yeah. fun to hang out with. Because a lot of these trainers travel with these Yeah, it's like you, you have one
0: client. So it's a unique role. Yeah. One client, full time job. You'd love to. I think there's probably also like a PA element mm-hmm. of this. Like, oh, I like to like get his protein shakes ready in between his photo shoots. Yeah. It's just a job that people, some people like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it by no means makes them experts. I mean, there are definitely celebrity trainers out there that are extremely good mm-hmm. at what they do. Uh, we've spoken to a few of them. Uh, one of them, Gary Vee's trainer, Jordan? Yeah. Jordan Syatt. Jordan Syatt. And uh, also, Dan 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 someone can't remember his name but he he has some celebrities well he wouldn't name his celebrities but he does have Mm. celebrities i think brian callen was one of them that he works with um but yeah most of the big time celebrities don't get the best trainers i think
0: they hire their trainer based off other reasons now and they're often just good enough yeah like they're decent trainers yeah of course they're not like the worst trainers that wouldn't make any sense no no but they're not like
1: they're not the the best no they're they're not not putting out the best program the best
0: actor doesn't have the best trainer in the world
1: right so um part of that i mean the first one i fell for was remember twilight there was that yeah. uh the wolf guy the, yeah, the, the dark skin guy yeah the yeah. dark skin guy like i think he's native american what's his name taylor Lautner, taylor Lautner. dude he had like he was so jacked at mm. one point now looking back at the photos he's like not jacked at all yeah. but like back then when you're 14 and you see some guy who's like jacked he's like, man he's huge if only yeah. i could look like that but he was part wolf that's true <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit different so dis- disregard his workout yeah but his workout was like hunt rabbit <laughs> <laughs> go chase a rabbit son transform to wolf chase rabbit 45 minutes um so but he I remember reading his workout because it was in men's health and it was oh, like disaster. dude it was I saw the photos of it it was just bands. So, like, he would be on set. This guy would set up bands on, like, a tree or whatever. This yeah. full, you know, got a door, got a gym sort of kind of thing. Like, 50 bands on it. And he just did, like, a full band workout. And I was like, oh, that's the secret. Yeah. It's, like, all these different bands. And now, looking back at it, this guy obviously just had great genetics yeah. and a good diet or whatever because there's no way he's getting super jacked like that from bands. And, and honestly, he's not even that He's not even that jacked. So
0: Yeah, and I would even almost push this to, like, celebrity sports trainers as well. I think that they're probably better trainers because, obviously, a sportsman is going to have a higher bar of what type of trainer, but still doesn't always mean they're the best. You still get a mixed bag, yeah. you know, even at the top of athletics. Yeah. Because you're working with super athletes that have like egos and they're going to be good no matter what trainer they get. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like look at Usain Bolt's
1: strength and conditioning coach. Yeah. He did, he's done some stupid workouts, Usain Bolt. <laughs> stupid workouts. And they were prescribed by his trainer, but he's still the fastest man in the world. doesn't matter really what he's, If his trainer breaks him, that's probably the worst thing. But if they don't break him, whatever yeah they're good they're amazing he was setting
0: near world records when he was like 17 never had a PT session in his life yeah
1: so they kind of have an easy job in some ways Mm. it's easy in terms of the training they need to prescribe and the nutrition they need to prescribe but hard in the sense that you've got a crazy travel schedule you're basically this person's slave Mm. like you're in the media all the time so lots of different things to consider Um, okay so celebrity trainers are not experts now number five on the list uh, one of the more common ones we start to talk about is that cardio is for fat burning. Now, this one of those things that is not uh, not necessarily wrong, but it's kind of a half-truth. If you were to just do cardio, you probably wouldn't lose that much weight, mm. right? If you didn't change your diet. The real, We all know the real secret here is to actually get in the calorie deficit.
0: Yeah, I guess the lie is like the effectiveness of it or maybe the necessity of it.
1: The necessity of mm. it for sure. Yeah, people that, you, okay, I want to lose weight. I need to do more
0: cardio. Yeah, like most people would be shocked. It's like, oh, completely unnecessary.
1: Yeah, okay. No, eat less food, eat more protein, but yeah, we don't need to add cardio in. Like you will lose weight. You never have to do cardio. and you can, you can only lift weights and do cardio. The fact that that's really the lie, right? That it's a necessity for yeah. losing weight. It's made a lot of people run a lot of kilometers they probably shouldn't have run, mm. right? It's probably put a lot of sweat into elliptical machines and bikes and treadmills. That didn't need to be done. And people, I think it's disheartening, right? Because they do these crazy... Because cardio is hard, right? They do these cardio routines And they don't lose the weight. And they're like, that's bullshit. I'm going for a run on the treadmill five days a week or whatever. One of our clients came to the gym. He rides his exercise bike like an hour and a half every day. It's only gained weight the last few years. you know. So, uh, if anything, it can give you a false sense of security. It's like, I'm doing all this cardio. I'm burning fat. And if you don't make any dietary changes, you you basically go backwards. Yeah. And it's disheartening. Mm. It makes you give up. You're like, fuck, I did everything and it didn't work.
0: Yeah. It's very rare that somebody needs to add some more cardio into their week to get very their rare. fat loss going. It, it, is, it can be help, helpful, but it's very rare. And I guess the lie would be that that is the best possible thing you could do. Mm. That half an hour is just so unbelievably effective for losing weight. Just melting the fat, <laughs>
1: melting it on the treadmill. Yeah, it's just not true. Um, so yeah, cardio, definitely not a necessity for burning fat. And then the last lie that the fitness industry is feeding you is that in order to lose weight or really even gain weight is that you need supplements. Now, again, this is kind of sits in that gray area a little bit, uh, but for the mainstream, they don't need supplements to lose weight. You know, Everyone that starts a fitness journey. I mean, this is the thing you fall for the most at the beginning. You start a fitness journey, you get a program or you just join a gym and the next thing you do is you start shopping for protein powders, right? You start shopping for weight loss pills. You start doing all these things. I like it in the sense that it gets you more buy-in. It helps you change your identity around it. Like I've started on this journey. I'm taking supplements. I'm this, I'm that. It is a real switch in your mind, so I like it from that perspective. But do you need it? Again, is it a necessity? Absolutely not. Absolutely not.
0: Absolutely not. And I think even the, the better supplement companies these days don't promote their supplements like that anymore. Yeah, they don't promote it like you know, like you need this for weight loss. You need it's more like oh, this is like you know, supplement your lifestyle. Like you love taking protein; it's good for you. Here's the best tasting one, free from these ingredients, sits well in your stomach. Yeah, you know, but. The, the lie is that like it almost makes any impact on your weight loss at all. Yeah, that's the thing, right? It's it's, pretty much none.
1: People are smashing all these supplements, all these vitamins, multis, powders, everything, and nothing changes. They're doing this cardio. I mean, They're for, smashing for something.
0: For weight, for weight loss in particular, it's, it's you know, almost nil benefit.
1: Yeah, and they've put zero emphasis on the diet. The walk to the supplement
0: store was probably more effective.
1: Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, and I think it just it's just a huge waste of money, right? It's just a waste of time, money, effort, resources, and so, unfortunately, you, uh, you put money in the pockets of these supplement companies, which I have no problem with. It's just good business. But I think if without the full context of, mm. of actually how weight loss works, you're kind of left with, again, what I see is the main issue here is that you've fed this lie, you execute on what you believe should be the truth, you do cardio for fat burning, you take these weight loss supplements. You're
0: on the Celebrity Trainers program. <laughs> It doesn't you're, work. You're, you're avoiding all the
1: protein. <laughs> it doesn't work, right? You end up like, bro. I did it all. I did the 300 workout program. I took the supplements. I did the cardio, and nothing changed. And that and that's the that's the issue. And then people give up, right? i oh, no, no. I did that for six months. Didn't work. I tried it. It's like, and then then you find an uphill battle. Then you got disbelievers out there. So that's the real issue: is that you know it discourages people from making a real attempt again or like ever again. So. That's our main issue with it. So to cover it off again, the six biggest lies that we feel like the fitness industry has promised you, one, that being skinny is is healthy, Uh, two, that you need to be on a diet to lose weight, Uh, three, there is too much or too much protein is bad for your kidneys, four, celebrity trainers are experts, number five, you need cardio for fat burning and then six, you need supplements for weight loss. That's it, top six. So hopefully, that's some good information for you guys. Uh, spread it around if you know some people that kind of believe these lies or kind of fall for them all the time I know I've fallen definitely for the celebrity trainers definitely for the cardio definitely for the supplements if you fall for any of them and you think it's useful for anyone else out there that they could benefit shoot it to them shoot this one to them this is uh I think this is an important one public get out service there. announcement PSA All right, guys, as always, uh, we're putting this stuff on YouTube. We've got more of our journey on YouTube. Make sure you go and subscribe over there. We've got some really good video content. You will love it. Watch Behind the Project, which we're in Season 1 of Behind the Project and make sure you stay up to date with all that. It's going to be somewhat of a 15-episode season. I think we're on Episode 3 or 4 right now as the recording of this. So, go check that out. And guys, as always, thank you so much and we'll speak to you all next week. Thank you, Project, for tuning in again to another episode of the My Muscle Project. Uh, We release an episode every single Monday. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, The Mind Muscle Project, to stay up to date with everything we're doing. And if you have some time, leave us a review and
0: a five-star rating on iTunes. And don't forget, we have a second show of the week, The After Show. So it's no longer a rest day on Thursdays. If you have any questions for Lachlan and I for that show, head to themindmuscleproject.com forward slash The After Show. And if you ask a question, we'll, uh, we'll answer it on the show.
1: Thanks again so much, Project, and we'll see you all next week.